Welcome back to Disney Marvels for a week of February 17, 2019. This is episode 35. Disney Marvels, the show about Disney, Marvels, Lucas, Muppets, the parks, and much, much more. If it has to do with Disney, it's fair game. I'm your host, Matthew Graken. And now, on to the news. JJ announced via Twitter that they have finished primary photography for Star Wars Episode 9. So hopefully we shall be seeing more of it coming shortly. Netflix on Monday canceled the only two Marvel television shows it has left, effectively ending its relationship with the Disney slash Marvel branding. The upcoming third season of Jessica Jones will be the show's last, Netflix said on Monday. The company also announced that The Punisher will not be returning for a third season. Mary Poppins Returns comes to digital on March 12th and Blu-ray on March 19th. Prepare to be swept away. Marvel's Cloak and Dagger Season 2 will debut April 4th on Freeform Channel. Check your local listings for time. The ongoing evolution of Epcot is uh, in full effect. Plans for a play pavilion that will be unlike anything you've ever seen in the park are now being uh, released. This new space will be devoted to a playful, fun, and feature an innovative city that will come to life under the dome of the now unnamed pavilion previously known as the Wonders of Life Pavilion. The pavilion city will be bustling or bursting with interactive experiences, your favorite Disney characters, hands-on activities, and engage in entertainment when it opens in time for the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World. Also plans are in the works to change the entranceway of Epcot um, the released artwork shows that the monoliths will be going away. The fountain will be returning to more of a standard fountain type of design. And uh, looks like a garden type of aspect will be utilized where the monoliths once stood. The monoliths date back from the 2000 celebration. The millennium celebration. Over at the Disney stores, they are celebrating Captain Marvel. Go to your local Disney store to experience the Marvel Cinematic Universe events on Saturdays in March at 3 p.m. Dress as your favorite Marvel character and dive into this exciting storytelling adventure featuring our, their newest hero, Captain Marvel. Participants will receive a free Captain Marvel patch while supplies last. And beginning March 1st, you, you can receive a collectible, collectible lithograph with purchase of any Captain Marvel product when you say the code Captain Marvel to a cast member. New merchandise will be arriving on March 7th, and they will have a fan event for on March 7th from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. But that's not all. If you find yourself in the New York City area, Times, the Times Square experience will be in full effect Friday, March 1st through Sunday, April 14th. 
For the first time ever, Captain Marvel will be taking over Times Square store with costumes and props from the film. Even better, for $10, guests can purchase an exclusive photo opportunity that will project their picture on the Times Square Spectacular. They will also get a digital copy and a printed copy of the fancy in a fancy frame. This uh, spectacular is a giant LED screen in Times Square. Your picture will be in the center of the world, as it is considered. Take this time, uh, talk this up with guests, and you don't miss out. That's why I'm letting you know. On a sadder note, Walt Disney Archivist founder Davis Smith passed away in Burbank, California on February 15, 2019. He was 78. And for some rumors, We Got This Covered has, an, uh, has heard from their sources that two fan-favorite characters from the sequel trilogy may be getting their own vehicles in the future. To be precise, they're talking about former Stormtrooper uh, uh, turned resistance fighter Flynn and ace fighter uh, pilot Poe Daron. Uh, Daremont. Uh, they'll be getting their own, by vehicle I mean series, on the Disney Plus. They're looking to launch, just like Marvel has been doing the spin off, uh, the mini series for lack of better term on uh, they announced what Vision and Scarlet Witch and Falcon and Winter Soldier well now Star Wars will be getting its own fair share screenwriters Rick Reese and Paul Workin who co-wrote the Deadpool uh, films were reportedly working on a Pirates uh, movie to relaunch the saga without Johnny Depp's uh, Johnny Depp's swashbuckling Jack Sparrow character, but according to Deadline, says that the duo have left the project, and there are signs that the Pirates Big Screen universe is coming to an end, or has now ended. And now, a quick word from our sponsors. Welcome back to Disney Marvels for a week of February 17, 2019. This is episode 35. Disney Marvels, the show about Disney, Marvels, Lucas, Muppets, the parks, and much, much more. If it has to do with Disney, it's fair game. I'm your host, Matthew Graken. And now, on to the news. JJ announced via Twitter that they have finished photo primary photography for Star Wars Episode 9. So hopefully we shall be seeing more of it coming shortly. Netflix on Monday canceled the only two Marvel television shows it has left, effectively ending its relationship with the Disney-slash-Marvel branding. The upcoming third season of Jessica Jones will be the show's last, Netflix said on Monday. The company also announced that The Punisher will not be returning for a third season. Mary Poppins Returns comes to digital on March 12th and Blu-ray on March 19th. Prepare to be swept away. 
Marvel's Cloak and Dagger Season 2 will debut April 4th on Freeform Channel. Check your local listings for time. The ongoing evolution of Epcot is uh, in full effect. Plans for a play pavilion that will be unlike anything you've ever seen in the park are now being uh, released. This new space will be devoted to a playful, fun, and feature an innovative city that will come to life under the dome of the un now unnamed pavilion, previously known as the Wonders of Life Pavilion. The pavilion city will be bustling, or bursting with interactive experiences, your favorite Disney characters, hands-on activities, and engage in entertainment when it opens for, in time for the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World. Also, plans are in the works to change the entranceway of Epcot. Um, the released artwork shows that the monoliths will be going away. The fountain will be returning to more of a standard fountain type of design. And uh, looks like a garden type of aspect will be utilized where the monoliths once stood. The monoliths date back from the 2000 celebration, the Millennium Celebration. Over at the Disney stores, they are celebrating Captain Marvel. Go to your local Disney store to experience the Marvel Cinematic Universe events on Saturdays in March at 3 p.m. Dress as your favorite Marvel character and dive into this exciting storytelling adventure featuring our, their newest hero, Captain Marvel. Participants will receive a free Captain Marvel patch while supplies last. And beginning March 1st, you, you can receive a collectible, collectible lithograph with purchase of any Captain Marvel product when you say the code Captain Marvel to a cast member. New merchandise will be arriving on March 7th and they will have a fan event for on March 7th from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. But that's not all. If you find yourself in the New York City area, Times, the Times Square experience will be in full effect Friday, March 1st through Sunday, April 14th. For the first time ever, Captain Marvel will be taking over Times Square store with costumes and props from the film. Even better, for $10, guests can purchase an exclusive photo opportunity that will project their picture on the Times Square Spectacular. They will also get a digital copy and a printed copy of the fancy in a fancy frame. This uh, Spectacular is a giant LED screen in Times Square. Your picture will be in the center of the world, as it is considered. Take this time, uh, talk this up with guests so you don't miss out. That's why I'm letting you know. On a sadder note, Walt Disney Archivist founder Davis Smith passed away in Burbank, California on February 15, 2019. He was 78. And for some rumors, We Got This Covered has, an, uh, has heard from their sources that two fan favorite characters from the sequel trilogy may be getting their own vehicles in the future. To be precise, they're talking about former Stormtrooper uh, 
resistance uh, turn resistance fighter Flynn and ace fighter uh, pilot Poe Daron uh, Daremont. Uh, they'll be getting their own by vehicle, I mean, series on the Disney Plus. They're looking to launch just like Marvel has been doing the spin off of the mini series, for lack of better term, on uh, they announced what Division and Scarlet Witch and Falcon and Winter Soldier. Well, now Star Wars will be getting its own fair share. Screenwriters Rick Reese and Paul Workin, who co-wrote the Deadpool uh, films, were reportedly working on a Pirates uh, movie to relaunch the saga without Johnny Depp's uh, Johnny Depp swashbuckling Jack Sparrow character. But according to Deadline, says that the duo have left the project and there are signs that the Pirates big screen universe is coming to an end or has now ended and now a quick word from our sponsors and now on with This week off, unfortunately, we have a double dose of sad news, as I reported earlier, of the loss of David Smith. And we had Ron Miller the week before that. This week, I'm going to dedicate to Ron Miller. I'm going to do a separate episode on David Smith. It's only fair that I give them each their own episode, being that they both contributed so much to the company in such a different way. I didn't feel it was right to combine them both into one episode. So, unfortunately, it's going to be two episodes of uh, remembering people who had passed on. So, this week, like I said, it's going to be Ron Miller. Next week, or week after that, at some point, we'll do uh, David Smith as well. So, starting off, the Disney company has had several leaders since Walt Disney himself ran the company. But none were as close, personally, to Walt as Ron Miller who was, who sadly, like I said, passed away on February 9th this year. But who was Ron Miller? And what is his legacy with the Walt Disney Company? Well, Ronald William Miller was born in Los Angeles, California um, on April 17th, 1933. He attended John C. Fremont High School in Los Angeles, where he played baseball and football. After graduating from there, Ron went on to the University of Southern California, USC, where his life would change forever. He played football there, and he was very active. During his time at USC, um, he, uh, like I said, he played college football, and uh, he was a wide receiver there, very popular. Legend has it that after one game, Ron, who was 21 at that time, was set up on a blind date. The girl turned out to be Diane Disney, who was 20 else at that time. The date must have gone well because the two of them were married May 9th, 1954, during the construction of Disneyland, in a small Episcopal church in Santa Barbara. 
Shortly afterwards, Ron served in the Army and then went on to play for the NFL's Los Angeles Rams in 1956. During that season, Ron's father-in-law came to two games at the Los Angeles Coliseum, one of which Ron was knocked unconscious for over half the game. He was knocked out in the first quarter and didn't wake up till the third quarter. At the end of that season, Walt approached Ron and told him, You know, I don't want to be the father of your children. You're going to die out there. How about coming to work for me? Ron thought about it, and he did. And he credits that decision to be one of the best decisions, or one of the wisest decisions of his life. He also said, I'm really proud of having been a professional athlete. I think it teaches you to be competent, competitive, to accept challenges, and to see things through. I realize the image some people have of jocks, but I think that certainly has changed over the years. Ron Miller said that to Dale Pollock in August of 1984. But I don't think for one moment Walt walked his son-in-law into the boardroom and gave him a seat next to him, gave him the seat right at the in, at the board, and said, you know, this is my son-in-law, he is going to be in charge. And Walt doesn't, didn't do things that way. Ron's earliest starts was running plans back and forth from one director to the next, but eventually he became, uh, he, he continued in the movie sector, and he um, Walt actually even sponsored him to get his Screen Directors Guild card. So Walt did help him get into the business, <clears throat> but Walt didn't help him do his job. His first job, or worst real job at, with his guild, was a second assistant on Old Yeller. Showing promise, he continued his to grow his resume, and uh, he did, worked on many movies and even TV. Uh, some of the credits include Zorro, Moon Pilot, Bon Voyage, Son of Flubber, Summer Magic, The Mischievous Adventures of Merlin Jones, A Tiger Walks, The Monkey's Uncle, That Darn Cat, Snowball Express, Hog Wild, Escape to Witch Mountain, The Shaggy DA, Freaky Friday, The Rescuers, Herbie Goes to Monte Carlo, Pete's Dragon, and the new Mickey Mouse Club, the 70s version, to just name a few. In 1978, he became president of the Walt Disney of Walt Disney Productions, and finally CEO in 1983. He felt that the company was playing it too safe. He tried to push the envelope, as it were, and help grow the company instead of just making the same movie over again and the sequels to the same movie over and over again. He wanted to do things differently. He wanted to make it more go with the times. And this was the 80s, so things were a little bit darker and a little more cynical. <coughs> Pardon me. He greenlit the first movie to ever use CGI, or what we call now as CGI. Back then it was just computer imaging or computer graphics. So he green greenlit and pushed Tron. Now, granted, Tron was not a financial and critical success, but 
think of it this way. If we didn't have Tron, if we didn't have the, the first movie to use computer-generated images, where would any of our movies today be? That they, they all is computer-generated images. I mean, you think of the Avengers, most of the time, uh, Robert Downey Jr. is just in front of a green screen, <clears throat> wearing green clothing. So yes, he put out Tron. And edgier animated movies as well, as The Great Mouse Detective and The Black Cauldron. But he didn't lose sight of family entertainment. He also did The Fox and the Hound, which is truly heartwarming. No, noticing that people had this, almost, almost say, stigma about Disney in their head, what Disney meant, he launched Touchstone for more adult, mature audiences, or just something, again, just more adult, grown-up films, such as the initial movie Splash. He launched a cable channel, knowing that people, more people were doing TV, and they you know, needed an additional outlet that they controlled. So he started the Disney Channel. He expanded the parks. They added Epcot in Florida, Tokyo Disneyland in Japan, and started the, he started the groundworks for Euro Disneyland, which is now Disneyland Paris. He also founded Disney Home Entertainment. I mean, someone had to come up with the idea that people won't now have VCRs. Back, well, back then, it's again the 80s. And we have this library of movies that people want to watch that they're not in theaters. How else can we make money off of them? Sell them so people could have them at home. Everybody else is doing it. Why shouldn't Disney? The seven-year cycle, which was, means every generation that someone new would be able to watch it. So, he brought a lot to the table. But that wasn't all. He started conversations and talks with George Lucas for putting Star Wars in the parks. Someone you know, had to talk to George first. And it wasn't Michael Eisner, though Star Tours did not come around until the Eisner era. But it was really Ron who started the conversation, literally whining and dining George, to get get him to join up and you know join in. He hired a nobody director who was interested in stop motion animation named Tim Burton. Yes, Ron help bring Tim Burton around. And he was also in talks with a certain movie executive over at Paramount, whose name was Michael Eisner. He tried to get him to come to the Walt Disney Company to help move the movie business along. But Ron was not able to convince him. That's a whole other story of how that happened. But Ron also had to fight off a hostile takeover of the Disney company and he was the one that took the blame and was ousted as head of his father-in-law's company by his nephew Roy E. Disney Stanley Gold and Sid Bass if you want to know more about these and uh, events there are several books out there that you can do research on it. Maybe one day I'll do an episode about it, but definitely not now. According to Disney War by James B. Stewart, Ron said during the end of his career with Disney, I've given my life to this company. I've never worked anywhere else. 
I think I have taken great strides in leading it as far as it has come. I feel like this is a betrayal. And, well, you know what happens next. That Mike Wisner that he tried to bring into the company did come around to joining the company with Katzenberg and that whole group. And, you know, the company has not necessarily suffered afterwards, but change, change happens. So, after that all happened, Ron and Diane moved to Northern California where they ran the Silverado Vineyard and opened the Disney Family Museum. More Diane's doing, but he was involved in that too. Sadly, though, Diane passed away in 2013, and he is with her now, again, finally, together, as they have been since 1954. They're watching over their seven kids, 13 grandchildren, and four great-grandchildren. Last year, Ron was interviewed by Nob Hill Gazette and talked to him what it was like to work with Walt Disney. Ron said, I have always been shy, and when I first started becoming involved in the creative meetings, I laid back. I had good thoughts, but I let somebody else eventually come up with the idea. But Walt wasn't afraid to throw out any idea. He threw out everything. I realized you can't prove to others you've got a certain talent unless you let them know you've got that talent. So, I ask you, what do you think Ron Miller's biggest contribution to the Disney company was? Let us know. I'm, I'm, well, I'm genuinely curious. Shout out on the social medias. Join in the conversation on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash Disney Marvel Podcast. Or on Twitter, at Disney Marvels. You can also email the show with your answers or suggestions to DisneyMarvels at gmail.com. Once again, the Facebook is facebook.com slash Podcast, And the Twitter handles at DisneyMarvels. And the email address, DisneyMarvels at gmail.com. I want to thank you for your time. I know how little time we all have these days, and knowing that you have taken some of that time to spend with me means a lot. It really means a lot to me, and I, I can't thank you enough. But if you could go to wherever you're listening and rate this show and leave a, you know, leave a rating and a review, I would really appreciate it. It helps let people know about the show. And if you know other Disney people, let them know about the show. Have them join in as well. Let them know where to find it and download it and listen in. And they could join in the conversation and get involved and find out about Ron Miller and Dave, you know, all these other people. And other things that I, I talk about, about the Marvel trailers and the uh, different movies and the events going on at the parks. Keep up with the news. The more people we have joined in our family, the better. Don't forget to subscribe to the show as you, so that way you always know when I post a new episode. But while you're there, also consider becoming a premium subscriber to help the show out. You can do this over at anchor.fm slash Disney Marvels slash support. 
one more time, that long address is anchor.fm slash disneymarvels slash support. Remember, this show is brought to you by listeners like you. Whatever you're facing out there, no matter how difficult or impossible things may seem right now, don't give up. Look deep within yourself, and you will find the strength you need to overcome. Be your own hero, and never give up or give in. Now, I normally end this show with a quote from Walt Disney, but today I'm actually going to do one by Bob Iger. And it was his quote um, on the passing of Ron Miller. Everyone at the Walt Disney Company is deeply saddened by the passing of Ron Miller. His life and legacy are inextricable links with our company and the Disney family because he was such a vital part of both as our CEO and Walt's son-in-law. Few people had Ron's understanding of our history or a deeper appreciation and respect for our company. And he shared it generously with anyone who wanted to know more. I was fortunate to have known him and even luckier to have called him a friend. My thoughts and prayers are with his family. This is Bob Iger, chairman of the and chief executive officer of the Walt Disney Company. So thank you again for listening, and I'll see you next time. The Disney Channel wishes you a wonderful tomorrow. And remember, you always have a place to turn to. Your family place. The Disney Channel. And now, good night. <laughs>